Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 696, Friendless Edition of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today remotely by James Dean Raider and Ben Funky Askren. JD did not make his bed officially. We have the proof. It's right behind him. It's an unmade bed. I'm in a he hotel. Did. You know, people make it for you. Oh, wow. What a flex. Smart guy. Smart guy right there. Smart guy, yeah. It's a waste of effort. Work smarter, not harder. Okay. There you go. The, the lessons of a, of a true coach. Ben, uh, do you make your bed? Hell no. That's a waste of time. <laughs> I kind of agree. I don't. It really is. You're just going to get it messed up again. I mean, literally, what do you do? I don't know what y'all do in your bed. I lift up the sheets. I get in my bed. I go to sleep. I lift up the sheets. I get out of the bed. I mean, it, it's not that, you know, it's whatever. Then I could do something the next night. Yeah, there's other stuff, but, um, you know, I don't I don't make my bed. I think it's a waste. <laughs> I don't know. Chilling, chilling friendly program piles. I don't know what you're referring to. Um there's that one military guy who gave the speech yeah. at Texas that like his whole thing was make your bed first day first thing in the morning. Yeah. So you start off on the right foot. And worst comes to worst, you come home, you have a bad day, but you may have a nicely made bed. Yeah, that doesn't do anything for me. Uh, the, it, getting yeah. in a, a made bed does just there's no I don't see the I mean, benefit of that. I honestly I see that guy's point about like Starting the day off by accomplishing something and doing something well, I totally get it. Listen, I got a big list of stuff. I crush stuff every single day. I'm going to get some stuff done. Yeah. I'm not going to go sit on my couch and do nothing. So I do not have an issue with that one. I hop out of bed, start attacking the day. It's kind um, of a low bar if, if a win is making your bed. It's like, wow, I got that done. It's like, man, the, the bar is the bar's pretty low for, for an accomplishment. That's the thought process. That is the thought process. Yeah, yeah. So JD's not here because he wanted to stay at a fancy hotel and not make his bed because it's who's number one week, and JD's there on location. He and Spay got up there early. Wait, wait, and wait. why did he need to go to Dallas early? It's only like an hour away. Well, it's three hours away, three. and who knows? Well, it's three. We have because press conference. Show this JD, morning, JD's probably got a girlfriend in Dallas or something. JD's got a girlfriend here. Back of the screen. <laughs> we'll get JD in trouble. JD's got a girlfriend <laughs> in Austin. <laughs> Hey, uh, no right, comment on that. But no, if I if I was in Austin this morning, I wouldn't be able to make it to weigh-ins and whatnot and press conference if I wanted to do the show. Got yeah, it. so give the give okay. the rundown of the schedule because it's a different kind of who's number one this year. That's right. Um, so the day before, we have a full women's lineup. 
uh, now. So it'll be girls on Friday night, boys on Saturday night. So we're going to have press conferences the day before. Um, yes, still- Wayans go down here in a couple hours um, for the girls and followed shortly by the press conference, which will be early this afternoon. We had a couple um, changes to to the lineup. One, Kylie Welker sort of made the world team. So this is a this is a who's number one first um, first person to have to withdraw from who's number one because they made the world team one week prior. That is a that's funny. That is pretty funny. That has never happened before, and not just any world team. The the, the one the senior world team. Well, she that's made a, all the world teams. She made all world teams. <laughs> If there is, if there's veterans, that will probably never veterans, be done again. Actually, she made junior Wait, U23 she, and no, senior. Not the cadet, oh U23. I was saying cadet. Yeah, I'm like, because if she was but cadet eligible, she's she still would be she's trying eligible. to go three for three on titles too. She's got the first one. Oh. Yeah, got the junior. What U23 senior, hasn't senior, happened yet? November. Yeah, first week of oh, November. Got it, got it, yeah. So that's a, a an exciting uh, change there, and she was she replaced by Rose Cassiope. Is that right? That is correct, and shout out to Rose Casio because she took this match on two days' notice, just finalized wow. it, got her job and everything yesterday. So she'll be taking on Lillian Fridas. It's a rematch from Women's Nationals. Uh, Fridas won that in two matches. They met in the finals, but uh, maybe this time will be different. I like that JD says women's instead of like the word women doesn't exist. That's one of my favorite parts of of JD so far this show. (laughs) Now, Rose Cassiope, relation to Big Tone? Yeah, it's a sister, right? Oh, my gracious. They got a lot of kids in that family. They got a lot of kids. I know they they got two more, at least two more little ones, but I think there might be three more little ones. Dang. Also doing this process, I found out that uh, Tony is actually Anthony Jr., Oh, Whoa. okay. He's well, he's turned out a lot better than Anthony Jr. Soprano because that kid was terrible. <laughs> you got to watch the Sopranos, Ben. Um, but yeah, terrible I've kid. That. Very bad kid. Hey, you know the movie, the show I do watch? I watch Billions. It's a good show. You know, I just started it. Well, I just started it. I think I'm in season two or three now at this point. But John Danaher, I was like freaking out. He's like has a cameo yeah, in several episodes. I was like, Katie. No regrets just had an appearance in the last episode. I heard that. It's like, yeah. people I know are on a show. I heard Jocko had a cameo. Not really? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, I remember that one. Yep. According to my brother, yeah, who's not a liar. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh-huh. So, okay. We're, we're, I'm having a hard time staying on topic here. I apologize. So, women's goes down Friday, September 17th, which is Friday of this week. Mm-hmm. 6 p.m. Central, so that's 7 Eastern. Start time, I do believe. And the boys will go down uh, Saturday, September 18th, also at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. Very excited. Um, JD, some of the, the the matches you're most interested in, maybe under the radar matches. Like everyone knows Christian Carroll, Nick Feldman is going to be fire. Everyone knows what Jesse Mendez is going to bring to the table. What's, what are some of the under the radar matches you're you're most excited about? Mm, on the women's side of things, it's probably Destiny Rodriguez versus Jasmine Robinson. Uh, Jasmine oh, Robinson, yeah. she kind of was the breakout star of Fargo. She was the Texas girl that oh, was fighting everybody. Um, she was kind of under the radar because she took third at Women's Nationals, but she only lost to uh, Amit Elor, who is obviously one of the best pound-for-pound girls in the country. Um 
she's taking on Destiny Rodriguez, who's a two-time Fargo champ herself. Uh, so that one's definitely kind of like my not main event uh, match I'm looking forward to the most on the women's card. On the boys' side of things, it I think it's going to be this this whole match is stacked top to bottom, but um, probably the two kind of in the middle, 106 and 152, Little versus Knox. They're the six-pounders, and Jordan Williams versus Caleb Henson at 52. Jordan Williams has just continued to get bigger and bigger. I think he won his first Fargo title at 113, <laughs> and his now wrestling 152 was 120 like two years ago. Um, that match is going to be probably super close. And when in close matches, Jordan Williams somehow, somehow finds a way to win. Yeah, he's the Iceman. Beat Caleb Bradshaw in the Fargo finals with literally less than a second on a crotch lift. Um, Knox and Lillidol, two young guys, but they've been on the scene for a long time. Um, like we're making Super 32 middle school finals. Um, and now Lillidol went on to win Cadet World Silver this summer. Knox won Fargo. So it, that'll be a lot of fun as one. Another one I think will be very close. Yeah, I like Knox a lot. And Lillidol, he's he impressed me so much at Cadet World's great motor, little savage. I think that's going to be a an awesome match. And the, talk a little about the 174 man we've got going because we had, we had a little change to that, right? Oh, a change. Yes. What happened? Yes, um, Braden Thompson had to step in, but uh, that's okay because it'll be Rocco Welsh versus Manny Rojas first, and then Gabe Arnold versus Braden Thompson. Um, Thompson and Rojas met in the Fargo Finals, the Junior Fargo Finals, uh, and Rojas won that one in a close one. Gabe Arnold won Cadet Fargo 170, and Welsh took third at 170 um, at the way Arnold won. So... So everyone kind of has probably Ra- dropped out then. Yes. He got injured. Got it. Got it. Also, say- um, yeah, go news literally just this morning, Karina blades injured her shoulder and will not be wrestling. Unfortunately, she was supposed to take on Man. Savannah Gomez. Um, so she had to withdraw. Apparently it was literally like working out at the airport and heard it. It's the same shoulder. She heard at junior working worlds at the airport. Yeah, I don't know if she missed a flight or something um, or what. Or there was some issues there. But, yeah, she was uh, – and I know she was not happy about it. Uh, she's tough. She she battled through that hurt shoulder and won Junior World Bronze and decided she was good enough to go. And I don't know what exactly happened. But uh, apparently she, she re-aggravated it and will not be competing. All right, I want to talk about this big man super match, Christian Carroll, Nick Feldman. Uh, ben, you've watched some of each of these guys. What do you think about this matchup? Who would be the favorite in in your eyes? Yeah, I think I think Feldman's the favorite. I watched him. Obviously, who's number one last year? He looked really, really good. Um, you know, Carroll's coming on strong, but Carroll wasn't quite the standout he was a couple years back. So I, I'm curious to see if he's made up that ground. And I think, man, last year Feldman, uh, he felt like he was like far and away number one. So if to see someone catch him would be really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Carol's know. good. Yeah, don't go sleep ahead. on Carol. He just won Fargo. Yeah, yeah I mean, I saw it. Who's he? Uh, I mean, he really his research or his uh, emergence, I guess you could say, was really Super Thirty Two last year. So, like a year ago, is yes. when he kind of mm-hmm. 
when he really caught our eye. And now, I don't know. He I was think hurt. He, he was hurt his like entire freshman year. Basically, missed the whole thing. Um, was that sophomore year? He was a sophomore. Last year was his sophomore year. Got it. Got it. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I think I do. I agree with Ben. All things considered, that Feldman is is probably the favorite. I think from a technical standpoint, he's pretty supremely advanced for for anyone in this field. I think there's a couple guys that are like clearly college ready right now. All of these guys are, have great potential mm-hmm. for collegiate wrestling. I think Jesse Mendez is a very obvious. He's our pound for pound number one for a reason. But Feldman, I think, is is someone who could. I could easily see someone like Nick going in and wrestling year one right away if he's if he's big enough yeah. to wrestle heavyweight and and be just fine. And even if he's not, even if he's like two thirty, I think he'll be pretty interesting. Two thirty. The way I look at fine. the way I look at the big man super match and one thirty eight are pretty similar. The things that make Nick Feldman so great and Jesse Mendez so great are the things that also make Christian Carroll and Casey Swiderski so great. Um, except they're just half a step better a couple more big wins a little more credentialed like nick feldman he's a big dude but super athletic uh high motor is gonna shoot a lot same as christian carroll feldman is just gonna have a albeit very small size advantage but he will have a size advantage jesse mendez like the things that make him so great the motor the technique he's something just like savage mentality yeah Casey Swiderski, mm-hmm. all those things as well, but Mendez is just half a has been a half a tick better at those things. So an exciting week here at Flow. Excited for who's number one to get going, and we'll have the press conference and weigh-ins today for for the ladies. So hope that you will tune in as you have in the past. Um, last year was awesome. I think this year's going to be even better. Other news, big news: the Big Ten schedule is out. Great excitement, great joy. Uh, ben, have you got to take a look at this yet? Uh, I know I saw Minnesota, I'm sorry, Penn State, Iowa on January 28th in Iowa. They yeah. I'm to try to put that one on my calendar. That, that looks fun. Um, so I didn't, I mean, I didn't memorize the whole schedule, but I did look at, I looked at Wisconsin's, I looked at Penn State's, I looked at Iowa's. So yeah, it took, took a few peeks. Yeah, Penn State at Iowa, January twenty eighth. Basically, the same weekend they had it two years ago when um, mm-hmm. when they wrestled. We were there, Ben, you and I. We had we had yeah. all kinds of Casey's Pizza, and then we went and we called mm-hmm. the match. It was very fun. Um, that was hilarious. That was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but uh, Iowa gets kind of the back to back duels in Carver Hawkeye against against Penn State, which is pretty pretty nice. I'm trying to think of the last time was it when um, Marinelli put Chinzo on his back. The last time they uh, they wrestled at Penn State, I'm trying to recall. Um, well, when they were at Iowa, um, Kemmer had upset Mark Hall, and that was – I mean, the duel was really competitive, and Kemmer upset Mark Hall, and that was kind of what put Iowa over the edge. Right, right. That was a very close, yeah. very close duel, and mm-hmm. it looked like – you know, one, well, when Roman got the injury default over DeSanto, that was like a huge, yeah. huge turning point in that match. But then Big Tone mm-hmm. got it done. Great match, great duel. Some other really fun duels. Uh, there, are, I mean, Minnesota at Iowa just to kick off the uh, the Big Ten season is is awesome. We'll get presumably. Well, I, I doubt we'll see Gable miss this one. Someone told me uh, uh, Minnesota's first match at home is uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Ferrari, come on, bump up, dude. This would be so exciting. Oh my Let's gosh! Do it. Why would he come do on, that? Why not, Chris? Because why not? Because why? why? 
Because you're who's he gonna wrestle one i seven? It's gonna be boring. Come on. If listen, it would be a huge, huge mistake and miscalculation if he went up to wrestle Gable. This you're, is the, so, you're you're scared. You're scared. Listen to you. Mom, I'm mom, not scared. Mom, let's do this. I mean, all right. He's. I mean, listen. If I could choose just what would happen, I, but my question is, if I'm AJ Farrar, why on earth would I do such a thing? It's preposterous. I don't know. It seems like fun. I think <laughs> we should do it. He should do it. Uh, okay, so maybe his first weigh-in, so he doesn't. He weighed at like two twenty. We'll call it a fair deal. Two twenty. The descent plans are insane. If he weighed in at two twenty, he would. Ha- it would be like probably very literally Stupid. months before he'd be able to go down. Stupid descent plans. Descent hey, plans. You get John. So w- you weigh in at two twenty. You get John W. To say hey, he weighed in at two o two. AJ, Fry, there you go. Right? Minnesota would agree to that. I would. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota would agree to that. It looks like 202 just got the numbers backwards a little Yeah, bit. they flipped them. Why'd you flip the numbers? Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, that would be one thing. The, the, the descent plans are the stupidest. You know, there's a lot of stupidest things, but the descent plans are, are really nonsensical because, like, like these guys aren't 10 pounds over or 8 pounds over, like, you know, one day after the weigh-in. It's kind of silly. Yeah. Ben, do you like the way 1FC kind of does their – weigh-ins and hydration tests and stuff to yeah. try and eliminate some of that cutting weight it's the most fair but i don't i don't know how you do it on a large large scale so like for example say like a fargo how are you gonna how are you gonna p-test four thousand people it's, it's impossible right. you know what i'm saying so you could probably do it you know at smaller really prestigious tournaments but doing it across the board would be impossible if you're not gonna do it everywhere then why would you do it type of thing you know what i'm saying yes yeah if there was somehow a way they could like touch your arm with something, you know, and tell how hydrated you were, that would probably be the most ideal. But I don't believe we have that technology to this point. Dare to dream. Maybe one day. Yeah. I'll make it. Yeah. So looking at um, some of the home schedules, Penn State will have Indiana, Rutgers, Ohio State, and Nebraska at home. Um, Iowa, they'll have Minnesota, which will be wild. I mean, Gable. Last time, uh, that was when Gable Cassiope happened, and Gable, I think, he gave up like a couple penalty points at the end there, and it made it actually yeah. look like it was a close match, but it wasn't really. I hope, yeah. sorry to the Cassiopes here in Dallas, if you're watching, I'll apologize later, but I hope Gable comes out, pins him, and goes like full WWE heel, heel partying like <laughs> on the crowd in Carver. <laughs> you cannot rule that out. You cannot rule that out. Well, but is that duel going to be that competitive? No, but you know Minnesota's got some—they've got some scrappers. I mean, um, normally you'd be excited to watch Patrick McKee, but he's going to be going up against Spencer. Well, maybe, presumably. I don't know. Wonder how much we'll see Spencer this year. Maybe he might move up too. Well, who who are they talking about? Was there someone else they're talking about throwing in there? I feel like maybe I'm totally. Oh no, Matt Ramos moved, right? Or he transferred? He transferred. I assume Got he moved it. too. Brayton Lee killed Young would be fun. <laughs> yeah, actually, last Brayton time it was not fun. fun. They did wrestle <laughs> each other, but it was a. I should just say close. Competitive, <laughs> competitive. Say that. Yes, competitive. Yeah, that's Ben's word. Competitive. So Iowa go. will have Minnesota, Purdue, Penn State, and Wisconsin at home. It's pretty solid. Solid. Home slate in Carver mm-hmm. Hawkeye Arena. And Ohio State, let's see who they got going. Oh, I also have this is pretty interesting. They've got Michigan. Are they wrestling Michigan twice? Um, Iowa, 
Maryland, and Indiana at home. Nice. That'll be good. Um, oh yeah. Oh, I, Michigan. Yeah, I don't. There may be a typo in this uh, in the schedule because it says not, I think they're not supposed to wrestle somewhere twice. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, because it has TBD, Ohio State. Oh, that's Michigan State. Excuse me. That's a, uh, that's, a, that's a Big Ten team as well. I don't know why that's uh, a TBD seventh or ninth. But anyway, so I don't recall who I was looking at, Christian. But one of them had. Um, and open on the schedule. So it looks like those will be happening again. Uh, maybe it's Minnesota's schedule. They had the Dactronics or Clarion like open. Yep. Uh, that's going to uh, be going on. One good awesome. thing I learned today is because we had an actual FRL question about this. Will they have the, uh, the extra matches around the duels like they did last year? And it sounds like yeah. there will be some version of that next year. So that's cool. That was just like because people liked it or. I think because it just makes sense. Because well, why not? Why you got the all these red shirts? But all these guys have, uh, or not it, even red shirts, just backups. It'll be red shirts, or it'll be non-starters because red shirts still can't travel technically, right? For matches, you can't. Uh, they can. They can travel. Not with the they, team. They could travel with the team for non-competition purposes. Like you could bring them along as a camera person. But by I mean, it, unless the rules change, you couldn't bring no. them along for competition's sake. No, that's, that was a rule. You cannot travel for competition's sake. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I think. Uh, I mean, Dude, remember, Mark... I passed four NCAA rules tests in my four seasons as a college coach, Chris. How many of them tests you pass? I had five, actually. So, I've got you beat. No, but remember, there's, there's the red shirts are always traveling. Like the, some true freshmen before the red shirts are pulled are like traveling around. Like Mark Hall was going to several dual Not meets to compete. But he, yeah, compete he didn't compete, watch. but he. But he correct. But he could have competed, and he did eventually no. compete. You're not allowed to travel for competition with your team. That was the yeah. I don't think you sure. are. A lot of times, like I don't. Uh, red shirts have to like drive themselves to open and stuff. Yes, open. Absolutely, drive themselves to open. I you can take them with your team to like be a cameraman or a workout partner or that type of there, stuff. There are but great as areas. Far as, yeah. Yeah, but I think the like, which is really weird because then, like in the spring, they could pay for your travel, say to the UWW Junior Trials or something to that effect. But during the college season, they are not allowed to pay for your travel for competition's sake. I'm going to try to yes. get this information because I'm pretty sure they can travel. Um, not all of them, but I, I don't know. I think there's some scenario if where you're really like, good. Dil- Dylan alleges it changed in 2017, but I don't know who Dylan is, so we don't know if he's right or not. I believe Dylan. Right. Uh, okay. We'll uh. Well, maybe we'll get a little more information. What coaches? Yeah. Uh, coaches no, extra matches are great though. Yes. I mean, and that... there'd be even even without the red shirts, Christian, there'd be a bunch of good matches with you know non a couple non starters. Throw them in there for a few extra matches. Yes. Yes. I think it's good. I think it makes makes sense and have a little undercard type of deal. I think that's what some are thinking. Like. Uh, like an hour before the duel start, weigh, weigh those guys in earlier. Uh, I know one team's considering that. Um, so, yeah. Good stuff. Um, do we want to – do you want to talk about – get talk to some – or listen to some of these user-submitted questions, J.D.? We had a couple of them that, that looked pretty yeah, good. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's get to them. All right. Let's start with uh, Jake from Washington, D.C., from the swamp, swamp Jake, we call him. J- J- um, Hi, Tyler's- this is Jake from Washington D.C. 
calling in with a question. I totally messed up my last submission and tripped over my words, so here's a go for round two. My question is related to revisiting the Kyle Dake-David Taylor rivalry. Since David Taylor won an Olympic gold medal and Kyle Dake only bronzed, can we say now that David Taylor has surpassed Kyle Dake in their rivalry, or is that still not the case because Kyle Dake um, has beaten them in all of their uh, matchups up to this point? Um, anyways, thanks for uh, taking my call. Hmm. Hmm. So it's a good question because this is, I mean, I was definitely thinking about the Dake-Taylor rivalry as the Olympics unfolded. And, you know, I we all thought they were both going to win the Olympics together. And David winning bronze, or David winning gold and Kyle winning bronze sort of, you know, shifts things a little bit. And I don't know how it changes it. I mean, I think there's two different cool. things. It's like if you're just like comparing careers – the fact that David has an Olympic gold medal and Kyle doesn't would is probably something that would make him sur- surpass Kyle. But if you're saying, "Hey, they're going to wrestle each other," I still I'm not as sure there. E- even well, as great as as Kyle or as David is, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but my thing would be like, is there they're not the same weight class anymore? It doesn't feel as though there's a rivalry. They don't act as though there's a rivalry. The rivalry to me feels like something as of of the past. Now, I mean, I see them more as friends and training partners than rivals. Well, sure, but it's not like, like I view Kyle Dake and Jordan Burroughs. Like that's a freaking rivalry right there. They, those dudes don't like each other. Kyle Dake and David Taylor, I don't feel the same way about them. It's because we well, know they will probably never compete again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I well, unlikely. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll certainly not to make a world or Olympic team. But you know, they were. They were, I mean, Kyle Dick bumped up to his weight in at 86 in 2016. So the rivalry was yeah. there. They, everyone knew they were friends, right? Um, mm-hmm. Even going back to, that was like a big narrative going into their NCAA final. Like, Dake and Taylor yeah. like been friends since, since we kids. We made a film but, about it. Yes, we did. Uh, please check it out if you haven't already. Did you guys make uh, a film about that or something? We, my we greatest did. rival. My best rival. Best rival. Or my best rival. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if he surpassed. I I'm more interested in talking about what would happen if they wrestled, because it's one of those things okay. where the matchup has always basically gone Kyle Dake's way, and even at 86 when Kyle was bumping up, he beat David. But that was before David went on his run, and even right. then those matches were close. So how do we think it goes now? Is David too big, too good for Kyle, or can Kyle just be the great neutralizer? This is a guy that was right there against Jaden Cox. He took a match from Jaden. Yeah. Yes. So if I have to bet this match, I'm going to pick David Taylor, and I'm just going to be nervous about it. Yeah. Super nervous. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, how about but this, I don't though? really view them as rivals. Give, give Kyle Dake, like, eight months to go full feed and bulk up to 86. Maybe we make David That's go down a little bit. Maybe David goes down like eighty two. All right, here's 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 my. He can. He's huge now. Here's the case for Kyle Dake, and I think it's pretty. Uh, I think there's two things you can say. One, the histor- the matchup has just historically favored him. Two, several months before David won an Olympic title, Jordan Burroughs went four to four with him, and then Kyle Dake beat Jordan Burroughs in two matches, yeah. two straight matches. He also went one point with Gabe Dean. Who did? Yeah. David? 
David Taylor. Yes, he did. And two, it was like no, very was, close. It was three, I think. Um, it was yeah, one it was late. I think it was a one. No, it was four. It was four because it was four two, and then it went six two on that last scramble. He got the counter takedown. Oh yeah. Yeah. But so, man, I I sincerely think it's still uh, a competitive match. Maybe it's not. Maybe David is just so far and away beyond. And it's one of those things oh, I where... Think, there's no way I don't see it being competitive, Christian. There's no way. David Taylor just can't do David Taylor things to Kyle Dake because Kyle Dake is Kyle Dake, and he never has been able to ever. Yeah, I'm... I If if there were a gun to my head, I don't know what I would pick. I would probably... I honestly... Actually, I think I would pick Kyle, as, as crazy as that sounds. And the, it's an interesting thing because I don't think or know that... Well, you're picking Kyle? For real? God maybe. You're picking Kyle. In a fake match? I mean, I might... <laughs> Um, one thing I'm thinking, Wow. Awesome. one thing I'm wondering is how would Kyle have done up at 86? Like he can, oh, maybe God. he could beat David or well, could he have won the Olympics? I don't know. But basically we're just asking, can he beat Yazdani? What do you think about that? Yeah. Completely separate topic, but how do you think that match would have gone? I mean, I honestly, 86 is not great. I feel pretty comfortable saying Kyle would... He would contend for a medal. Him, or him versus Amin is a very competitive match. Oh, um, I think he beats Amin, no question. Okay. Um, Deepak. Man, Shakur. I don't know. I, I, I'm still, I'm still going back to the thing. He BB, he's gonna beat Deepak. Let's get down with that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I'm picking David Taylor. Still, gun to my head. Uh, it's gonna be competitive, and I'm not. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm picking David. Yeah. I was kind of teamed in. Would for... I pick Yazdani? Mm. That's, a, that's a hard one right there. I don't know how that matchup goes. Is that a terrible I don't know matchup how for goes Kyle either. or a great one? I don't oh, even great. know. I, yeah, normally you point. can kind of like figure out, okay, yeah. Yazdani is just, they, they kind of broke the mold with him. There's not many like him. And I don't think, I don't think Kyle's ever faced anyone quite like him. Um, I sort of like how. Have we, but have we ever seen Kyle pushed around the mat? Never. I mean, ever? I just, I can't. I mean, I've Ooh, seen him get never. shot. You know, I've seen Burroughs, you know, kind of overwhelm him with attacks and stuff and, and, and run through him. But as far as, like, moving with even at 86, Jaden wasn't, uh, not that Jaden's the guy Jayden, that'll yeah. get underhooks and move you around, but he he wrestled a lot of guys at 86, and they couldn't do that to him. Yeah. So I, part of me is just like, I don't but then again, there's only one Yazdani. We, I haven't really seen anything like him and from a hand-fighting perspective. Oh, it's kind of fun to talk yeah. about. Dake Taylor always produced some uh, interesting conversation. And I, I think Kyle is a, would be a, obviously a factor at, at 86 as evidenced by mm-hmm. how well he did. I mean, he, he jumped from 16 to 17 to what he became in 18, 19, 20. It was like a, he jumped levels yes. from there. And... Even then, he was toe-to-toe with an Olympic bronze medalist, Jaden Cox, and beat David Taylor. So, how, how good he is. What, what an era we're living in for, for wrestling legends. I agree. It's, it's so insane. Honestly, the fact that both David and Kyle were so good and have clearly continued to get so much better in the past three years is ridiculous. It is. Now, yeah. what – okay, here's a question for Ben. What uh, areas of David Taylor's wrestling – has he? Because there's a lot of areas where I think he's really, really improved. What areas of David Taylor's wrestling 
do you think help him the most? Where he's improved has will help him the most in a if he were to wrestle Kyle again. Hmm. So I don't think his st- stylistically, I don't really believe he's changed all that much. I think it's just been kind of tightening up and getting a little better. Obviously, added added power has been a huge deal. Um, so I, I just think that this, the size discrepancy is much larger than it was in 2016. Um, as in D- David's a lot bigger and a lot stronger than he was. And then Kyle obviously is down smaller. Um, and the matches have always been competitive. So it's not like Kyle Dake was that much better than David Taylor. It was competitive and he was just able to win those final scrambles or, you know, the couple takedowns. And so I think instead of the takedowns going Kyle's way, they go David's way this time. Yeah, I would say his finishing is is one area where he's improved the most, and that's one of the areas where Kyle has given him the most uh, or significant amount of trouble um, on the yeah. finishes. So, oh, fun to talk about. Would love to see see the match. I don't know if we'll ever see it again, but if we do, it'd be awesome. Um, okay, let's listen to our our friend from North Dakota because I liked his question as well. Hello, a long-time listener. Uh, never had a Twitter account. But uh, first off, I'd like to say uh, one episode uh, a while back, you guys have talked about funny high school names. I'm from North Dakota. We are the Dickinson Midgets. It has been tried <laughs> to be changed. The town will not allow it. Uh, but at least we're not called like the Dickinson Wrestling Team or something like that. But the main question is, uh, for Ben... You know, in different uh, uh, episodes past, you've talked about coaching and youth. Uh, growing up in southwestern Pennsylvania, uh, we had huge youth teams, and we always had coaches that were hard on us, and then we also had a coach named Pap. Now, Pap was a coach for the young kids that couldn't handle criticism or shouldn't have, and uh, our coaches were really good at that. But as time went on and our team dwindled down and we got into junior high and we lost a lot of kids, there were a lot of great kids that uh, should have been still in wrestling, but they were always the ones with Pat. So at what age, and maybe this is a tough question, but what age or development would you say that you have to start getting harder on kids and pushing them more and not letting them just revert back to a pap type coach thank you so he said the ones that were with pap were the ones that always quit is that what he said or the other kids quit yeah i think the pap code uh kids quit okay um well yeah obviously there's more to this scenario but i mean so my the, the ideal scenario the very ideal scenario and this has happened with a lot of the kids that I will just talk specifically about the kids I've coached in Heartland is that they end up being the ones that are hard on themselves. And they like uh, this, the group I have right now is, is kind of for the first time where I got to kind of get on them a little bit, but the last say three to five years, I don't listen. I just had to show up and show technique. I didn't have to motivate. I didn't have to tell them to get going. They got going themselves. They wanted to be there very badly. We had great leadership. They all worked very hard. And so you know, if you bring them up to love the sport, they're going to want to do the things that are necessary to be really successful. And that's what, that's what we've been able to do with the last group of kids that we've had. Um, and so that, for me, that's the goal, right? Um, 
So I would say in seventh and eighth grade, we if they're not taking those steps, that's where we can start encouraging those steps. Like, let's compete a little more. Let's do the right things to make the right weight classes. Let's work hard and practice. If you want to be good at this, this is what we have to do type of things, you know. Um, so I think seventh and eighth grade is really where we really start encouraging that that type of behavior. And then ideally by high school, they've figured it out. And if not, then we're going to have to pick it up even more. Yeah. Um Good stuff there. My my son. I mean, if you look at the talent code, if you look at the talent code, yeah. um, there's a chapter about early, early coaches. And generally speaking, you know, I think I, I, I can't cite it right now because I haven't read it in many years. But early coaches should be the ones that get them to really enjoy and love the sport. And they're not they're not really busting their butt. And that's, you know, you look at a lot of other sports, like in the early ages, they have like volunteer coaches, you know, like I was at my daughter's Mm -hmm. soccer practice. It's like just two parents helping out, you know? Um, And so just getting them to enjoy and love the sport at an early age. And so even though we're highly skilled coaches, we can still try to do the same thing and create the same type of environment. And then, and and we know as we get older, we can just pick it up. We don't, we don't have to win at age nine. We don't have to win at age 11. Uh, when they get to 13, 12, we can pick it up. And obviously some of them will win before that just because they're athletic or they're tough or whatever, but they don't have to win then. How do you handle the pressure from parents who really want their kids to be excelling now and getting better and um, maybe want you to actually crack the whip a little more than you are? Yeah. Well, now it's easy because I just point at the wall and say, look, my, the, the, the record's right there. We, we already did it. We got a kid who won junior worlds. We had a kid who was number one in the country, pound for pound. I mean, we don't, right? We have nothing to prove anymore. We we've done it. We have the recipe. Uh, in the early days, it would just be like, you know, hey, listen, I I was not very good when I was younger, and I was still able to achieve. And and we we would have, especially in the early days, we'd have kids who came in later, you know, because uh, as freshmen or sophomores who are no good. And then also by the time they're seniors, they're challenging for state titles, you know, which is with really just two or three years of kind of good preparation through us. And so that like we, we've seen very fast changes. We've seen kids go from not that good to really good, really, really, really quickly. We don't need it when they're young. And obviously not all parents will listen to us. And some of the parents burn their kids out. And I think, I think that's really evident to see also, and especially in certain other clubs, um, you know, I, I just see it's like these kids are beasts as eighth graders. And then all of a sudden by the time they're sophomores, where the hell are they? You know, they're not yeah. competing with anybody because they're, they don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. What about, okay. I wanna, let's just change the topic to my son briefly. Cause uh, I'm, uh, this uh-oh. kid. Okay. So yeah, I was telling Tyler and JD before the show. All right. So he gets yesterday baseball practice. He gets hit in the face with a ball. His, his face is uh-huh. all jacked up. His nose is all swollen and stuff. And so I'm like, all right, I guess we got to go. We got to leave. He won't let – he won't leave the practice. He goes and finishes the practice. And I was like, all right, fine. And then I was like, well, we'll go, we'll go get it looked at tomorrow. He's furious. We're like, I'm going to take you out of school. I was like, I'm going to do the show. I'm going to pick you up from school. I'm going to take you to, to the thing to get looked at. He's like, no. He's like, I don't want to miss school. I have a test in the morning. And he's like – he's like – I, he goes, I'm barely keeping up as it is. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he has literally, like, his grades are, like, immaculate right now. So now I'm like, all right. Well, he's this- only, like, a, what is he, like a fifth grader, fourth grader? He's a fifth grader. About? He's like, but yeah. he's he's putting all this, like, 
sort of uh, yeah. weird pressure on himself. So how do you, what do you do with those kind of kids? Because I'm like, I think you got to put your foot down sometimes. My my daughter is already kind of acting the same way about school. She's really funny about laws. Like we got home at we, I took her with me on a trip last weekend. She got home at twelve thirty in the airplane, and I'm like, and she was so tired, and she didn't, she wouldn't go to sleep. And then I'm like, hey, Alex, just lay down in the back seat. She's like, but then I won't have my seatbelt on, and that's against the law. I'm like, I'll pay your ticket. Just freaking lay down, please, and go to sleep. And she's like, no, I can't do that. I'm like, oh, Alex God. is your oldest, freaking right? Lay down. Put your, you're not putting your seatbelt on. You're going to go to sleep because you're freaking tired. Yeah. So I always put my foot down and say, listen, dude, I'm your dad. I'm taking you out of school. Deal with it. Well, yeah, he's going. He's going. Katie's taking him yeah. now. Um, but, yeah, we, we do put our foot down. But I'm like, why is she? Uh, I don't Absolutely. know. All this kind of kids are funny, right? Yeah, they're very freaking funny. He cracks me up. Um, so okay, good stuff there. What about um, <laughs> your list of questions? Those were fun. That was good. That was good. All right, we got some weird ones. Um, this Uh-oh. one's not well, this one's uh, the Michael Andrews one is not all that weird, but I don't really remember what he's talking about in the beginning of this. Ben May, um, what? but go ahead, Tyler. What's up, FRL crew? This is Michael Andrews, and I got a question for you. But before I do that, I want to give a shout out to Ben for being the only one to believe me when I said you guys accidentally posted the 195 pound bracket uh, draft. Uh, bracket was <laughs> on me tough, called me a liar. Ben stayed true, paid attention to what I was actually saying in the chat, and had my back. So, Ben, shout out to you for that on top of everything else you've done for the sport. Um, that being said, my question is, let's say the Olympics aren't willing to go 10 weights, but they compromise and we go to eight weights year round. What would those weights be and which weights do you think would be the deepest for the U.S.? For me personally, I would go with 58, 62, 68, 75, 80, 88, 96, and 125. Interested to hear your thoughts, guys. Have a great day. Okay. Well, do you All right. What happened? I now? remember that. What's we did up, that. Don't you remember group? we did that draft bracket and it was so boring? And I'm like, we're not even oh. putting this out. F that. You oh, know? Oh, and oh. then uh Yeah. And but then somehow it was like we did it like on a back end channel or something on here on VMix or something, and somehow uh it went out. It actually went out. Oh and you guys had no idea how it went out. Oh yeah, and then I was like, "Dude, he knows. He must have known." And you guys like, "No way, he knows. No way." And I'm like, but then he started well, saying he stuff that that only. And then he started saying stuff that I guess only uh, you only you knew. Would have known if, if you were listening. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. That was funny. Um, um. Okay, so I, I I liked his question. It was interesting, yeah. but uh, I'm 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 slightly autistic. So one of the things I didn't like, I don't like it when, and this drives me crazy about the UWWs. When there's not a systemized. So he went 68, 75, 80, which there's a seven kilogram grab and then a five kilogram grab. That doesn't make sense if you're going larger, right? You need mm-hmm. to keep similar gaps. So I, I don't mind starting at 58 to fine starting weight. 57 is good too. And then I would just keep the weights similar as we go up. So I, if we're only in eight weight classes, you're probably going to go up by like six ish. So it's like 57, 63, 69, 75, 81, 87. 93 heavyweight, so, something to that effect. So we're going similar weight gaps as we go up. So the first the first weight, I think, I don't want 58. I think 59 or 60 is like a perfect first Really? Weight. You're going up that high? But man, then I mean, that high? some of those guys are screwed. Like Spencer Lee. Oh. Like Spencer Lee is, he's too small for that. I mean, I guess if you're doing day of weigh-ins, it's better. But if you're doing day before and you're doing 59 or 60, 
You think Spencer screwed at fifty nine kilograms? If you go well, if you go on day of, I think it, it might, it's going to be all right. If you're going day before, those guys are going to be way bigger. If he legit only weighs one twenty nine or one thirty, like he says, and we do day before and it's fifty nine or sixty, yeah, he's going to be way smaller. All right, I'll two things. Like day of. Obviously, we're going to stick with the actual UWW rules of of day of two hour weigh-ins. One thirty. One thirty is not that. I mean, I. He's probably going to continue to grow somewhat. And how how much time is he dedicated to actually getting... He's a 125-pounder with a 125 Olympic weight class. So it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to attempt to get much bigger. But if it's like, okay, the weight class is five pounds higher, you would have to assume that you can make some modifications to your diet and exercise routine and get slightly bigger. It's not like he's going up... It's not like a 74 to 86. I mean, it's like 125 to 130. I don't okay, think I'm just saying he's going to be smaller than some people. But, yeah, if we're going day up, he's probably going to be fine. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. And I, I don't know who gets – so that was going to be my question. My whole point is, like, if we go 59 – North Koreans. Even still, they're all right. They'll be, I mean, when they when they show up, I mean, they're pretty freaking good. I think they'll, they'll have I – don't, I don't think it's wise to make a, a weight classes with North Koreans in mind. Um, just cause they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to have irregular uh, – sizes because of their um very sad diet um yes so i, I think 59 is a, a good starting point now here's a question a follow-up would you take eight weight classes but it, sorry eight weight classes but it had to be it was that every year and there's no more 10 but it was in the olympics or keep the 10 three out of four mm. years and then uh have the six for the olympics Man, I feel like ten's the right number. Um, Me too. I'm gonna keep the ten. I'm gonna keep the ten. I'm gonna keep the ten as well, especially if uh, UWW is gonna continue to have world championships even on Olympic years. So then every single well, year, wait. Why would they? They're just doing it this year because it's it was there was Olympics supposed to be last year. You think? I, I you think like, maybe I, they're gonna do I don't a know. Historically, you got the inside. Yeah, they've done non-Olympic weights. Well, historically, there's been one Olympics since they instituted these non-Olympic weights. So, correct. <laughs> really, we're we're about we're even now. So every year that there hasn't been the Olympics haven't been postponed. They've only done Olympic weights. Maybe they just keep postponing it a year. Um, no, I I I wouldn't be surprised if if they keep it. I don't know. That's no inside information whatsoever. But I think it'd be great if they did. Christian, you got uh, inside information? I just said I don't. I will I will work I will now work to secure some inside information. Uh but currently you get I have a board not, seat on UWW. I don't think I want it. I don't think I I think I'm disqualified. <laughs> I don't think so. Um <laughs> All right. Um that, that was good. Hey, apparently uh That's good. Like JD also, says Aaron that Aaron Sweezy in the chat asking why freestyle and Greco weights aren't the same. We've said it before. No so idea. dumb. No one knows. <laughs> no idea. Um, I actually think I like the freestyle or the Greco weights better. Yeah, I kind of do too. Um, except yeah. the except the 55, fifty-five. I think it's too small. Fifty-five's Looney Tunes. I don't like that. Looney Tunes. Um, Christian, Looney Tunes. when you say that, and when you say fifty-seven's too small. Do you realize, do you realize this? You realize they used to have a 105 Olympic weight class. You realize that, right? That's I do. a thing. 
it's just it's just almost unthinkable. They hit 105. I know they did. I know. An adult, a grown man. That's that's barely that's barely a women a, a woman's weight anymore. You know. What is the lowest women's? Is it 40, 48, right? 48? What's 48? Which is 105, 50. isn't it? 50. The 50 is 110. Yeah, 50 is the lowest. So they don't have a women's weight that small. Yeah. Crazy. There was 48 forever. And then it was, I think it was 110 and then 119 and then 114 and then 119. It's been steadily moving up. But the fact it's, that they had 105 at some point was like... If we, still, green earth. if we still had that weight, Bo Bassett may be a 14-year-old Olympic champion, for all we know. Well, I think you have to be 18 to enter the competition. Well, we can fudge yes, that. I, I likely think that, well, Russia probably did fudge it. I'm sure we had some world champions who are under the age of 18, because to your point, there's not very many adults that weigh 105 pounds. I dare say there's not a single wrestler we know that could make a, a, on what the senior about, level. Um... um Kurt McHenry, could he make it? Kurt McHenry, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I've, we haven't seen him. What happened to that dude? He was like a world champ. Now we haven't seen him. Is he really he's, that small? He's small. He's or a he's small not, person. Does he not like it anymore? He had to do some what? juniors. He took like you take fourth you be juniors? Juniors? Yeah. Yeah. He, sure? might, he might have all his yeah, years of eligibility too, by the way. He was in that loaded weight class. Uh, really? I, I don't recall him there. That's uh, I actually shocking. don't either. He just made that up, JD. This could I'm be a look, classic JD it makes it up. Uh, no, I'm definitely. Well, I think this Matt is a JD Ramos. makes it up. Wow, it is. I'm definitely. You did think, make I'm it up. Definitely mix him up with Matt Ramos. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say I don't think he wrestled. Okay, let me just Google it. McHenry. I think Kurt McHenry maybe doesn't like wrestling anymore because I haven't seen him wrestle at anything. And generally, if you like wrestling, you you show up at some things. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he, he wrestled had any two injury. matches last year. How did he do? He wrestled red to so the red his red shirt year two years ago. So he would have all eligibility. His red shirt, he did not compete at all his red shirt year. Um, and then he had oh he went zero and two. He lost to Jacob Moran and Malik Heinzelman. So I mean, but I don't believe he's wrestled in freestyle in either of those years. Also. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. So I I would like to see him, but I, it may be a while. Um, but yeah, here's hoping he's a he's a he's a. Virginia. You think he wrestling freestyle and stuff? Let's see. Yeah, yeah. I, there's nothing on track wrestling from any, anything after 2019. Dang. All right. Yeah. JD oh, yeah. said that Theo Vaughn left a left a voicemail, but he thinks it's probably not Theo Vaughn. <laughs> 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 they said I'm Theo Vaughn, and it was it was a hilarious voicemail. Uh, Theo, if you're listening, I'm sorry it did accidentally get uh, deleted, but you should keep sending it because that was funny. JD had the, the voicemail settings to, to to delete after two hours. It wasn't now- voicemail; it was audio message. They texted it. Oh, got it. Uh, so, so yeah, send another one. Not Theo Vaughn, but calling yourself Theo Vaughn. Okay, next question. I mean, would, would we get in trouble if uh, if we said this was someone and it actually was not that person? Would that be some type of a? I think as long us? as you say this person says they're Theo Vaughn, 
That is true. He says he's Theo Vaughn. Oh, he, he okay, and we don't know. We don't know. I mean, maybe his name really is Theo Vaughn. Maybe from now that on, we should just say that this person says this is their name, even if it's not a famous person. Like this person says their name's Michael Andrews. We're not verifying anything. That's just his claim. Okay, next question. Uh, we'll get to some of the the old school questions. This is from Just Want to Ask FRL Questions. What is more likely to happen first? USA women win a world team title or men's freestyle win two in a row? Well, I think the women could win this year if Japan doesn't bring their ones. Yes. But, what do you uh, mean yes? Yes. I mean, yes. You said that very, like, sarcastically. Not sarcastically. That's not sarcasm. That was, um, I'm a little. What was that? I'm Emotion. not. I'm unsure. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not as confident as you are. Like, yes, it's possible. Well, I mean, the two in a row for the men, that's really hard. Cause, I mean, and we, we can't even do it this year because we haven't won one in a row first. So I think the men will likely win this year also. I think they both can win. If the other teams aren't bringing their number ones, which it's very evident now, besides Gable, we're bringing all of our best people. All of our best people are showing up. We are wrestling with our best teams. We're probably going to win. I agree. I agree with it. I think we're more – so here's what I think. I think the men are this year are more likely to win than the women. I think okay. I think yes, Japan's I twos are still super, super good. They have very competitive nationals. It's not like uh, – I don't know. It's not like the, the, the ones are just running away with it and stomping the second place. They're they're deep as well. And like Adeline said, you're like, ah, we can beat their threes, but the twos are a different story. Yusaki, who literally was like the biggest favorite on paper to win the Olympics almost, didn't wrestle at the 2019 Worlds because she didn't win the spot. Yeah. So Mm. there's just an element of um, just how how good is this squad they're going to bring. And there's also also the the consideration of is this this the only shot in the next couple of years where – the women will be able to win. I don't know. Like I, I'm super bullish yeah. on the women's program, and I think it's a matter of time before USA women are the the dominant superpower yes. in women's wrestling. But I still think that's where we're get, we have this young crop that needs it's going to be maturing over the next yeah. three four years. Well, I, I just think it's this year. I think I think their opportunity to win is this year with other teams not bringing their best, and our team we were second place at the Olympics, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I think our chance to win is this year, and we went for one. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I feel. What is the what is next year versus Russia going to look like for on the men's side? What is next year versus Russia? Mm. And how much better are we going to be in a year? How much better can our team really get? Well, I don't think anyone's re- retiring, right? Everyone, it feels like everyone on the team. Well, Gable obviously hung it up. But everyone else now feels like they're sticking with it for at least another year. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, yeah. So we're saying like we are at our best right now. We will not get better, but Russia will get significantly better if they bring back Yugoyev, Sitikov, Rashidov. Yes. Yes, that's what is concerning. Um, But even still, I think our team can go with the Russians next year, but it's going to be. Substantially more difficult, um, you know. If if a Spen- if Spencer ends up being super healthy and is a dominant force and can beat out Gilman, then I think there's an opportunity for improvement there. But with Spencer at this point, I'm just like, 
just need to see it happen before you can't like it's, not, it's certainly nothing you can expect right now with the with his difficulty staying yeah. healthy and then where, what are other weights we could really get where there's a young up-and-comer or someone that wasn't oh. in the scene this year the 61 7, 61 65 are, are young guys so i think you know their, their improvement should still be happening you would think yes um, but as far as besides that i would not pick anyone to get knocked I wouldn't pick it, but he could get. He's young. He could get. Kirkley. Mason Paris. What about Mason Paris? Kirkley. After what I saw last week. I know. I I agree. Me too. I'm I'm with Ben. If you're looking for a wage or an opportunity. Maybe 70? Is there. By next year? No. Who could. could, Unless unless our friend uh, Keegan O'Toole can shrink himself and be a 70. 70. He ain't going no. 70. Forget it. Get out of your head. And even still, James Green is a bad, yeah. bad dude. Yeah, I don't I don't know who's unseating James that, that um is not is sort of an unknown at this point. So yeah, I think the team it's gonna be pretty similar next year, at least in, in quality. It's gonna be really yeah. good. If someone knocks off Dayton or Yanni or whatever, you know, it's gonna be about probably a similar level. So um gun to my head, I'll say Women win a yeah. world team title because two in a row is just yes really tough. That's the right answer for sure. Okay, I don't know that's for sure. I can't. I don't say it with a degree. It's definitely of the right answer. Okay. Well, we will find out. One of those things will have to happen at some point. I feel like this is a pivot on a take from you, Christian. Yeah, you're right. Pivot from Christian. I'm unpivoting. I'm saying it's two in a row. Oh hell! Oh, Christian. okay. JD, JD's right. JD's right. I was pivoting. No, I'm saying you were. I feel like number one. Like our women are gonna do it, get it done. Well, Wade's oh, gonna no. win a world title this year, and everybody else. Well, that yeah, I, I think they're winning. I this was year. like, slow down. Japan's coming still. No, no, no. Well, that was my take no. was that Kennedy Blaze was gonna win worlds. Okay, she's not going to win worlds at least at the senior level this year. Um, but I said it's only a matter of time before our, our late – my take has always been this. USA will soon, and by soon I mean the next 10 years, be the dominant force in women's wrestling. Okay, But it's, I think it's going to take four-ish years before that happens. But then I think we're going to be the number one, number one gold standard, whereas our men – Number one, will, number one. Well, our men may get to the top spot again. I believe they will this year, and I believe they will – several times next one, it's going to be back and forth with Russia for, for all of time. Whereas I really think we can just be separated and be like men's basketball in, uh, in the international seat for, for women's wrestling. They lost like, at this Olympics. They won the Olympics. I was there, not to flex, but they, they won. They, they got it all together, um, and they won the thing. So Hey, who's going to Oslo from Flo? Seems like a tremendous city. I'm going. Uh, Mike Mao. Okay. Nice. John Kozak, Andrew Spey. What uh, a team! Our our guy Ollie's gonna be there, and also wait, wait, wait. how did Ollie get to go? This is crap. Ollie doesn't get to go unless he comes on the show a little more often. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't make these. Decisions. No, I'm restricting his plane ticket unless he visits us okay. at least twice a month. All right, Ollie, you're on the you're on the no fly list, Ollie. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can come and you can you can try to get it back, but Ben Ben has pull. And until you yep. convince him no you're not a security list. threat, you can't go. 
Sorry. Yeah. You got to come on the show twice twice a month. Yeah, so <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, so uh, they're all going, and we have a shooter named David Kuhn who's like a, an absolute legend. He'll be Related there. Related to Adam? No relation. Um, they it. could not look more different, um, I would say, in sizes really? and in, in every – yeah, very, very different looking people. And it's spelled differently too. There's an E at the like end. Like K-U-H-N or something? No, I did have a friend with that last name, but it's um, mm. C-O-O-N-E. Wow, interesting. I've never it's seen that. Super interesting. I'm sure people love the spellings of last names. They just find that to be yeah. the most engaging of radio topics. Uh, so, yeah, that's who's going. I, you should go, Ben. Man, I would love to go to Oslo. I don't think I can swing it, though. I think we have a hammer camp that weekend, and uh, we have an AWA manager's meeting on October 8th. Manager's Oslo, meeting? Oslo is, you know where, like, one of my uh, one of my places that I would love to visit the most, and I, maybe maybe I will go at some point in the future, just not this year, uh, would be that, that region right there, kind of where Oslo is, so you have a whole bunch of capitals right Europe? next to each other. Oh. Uh, no, but okay, more specific than Europe, Christian. Very much so. Like, there's uh, all there. It's like Oslo, Copenhagen, Stockholm, Helsinki. They're all on like the Baltic Sea there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like that area. I really love to go to that area more than uh, not just Europe. I'm being very specific about the region in Europe that I do want to Scandinavia. Yep, it's I'm excited to go. I've never been to Europe, so should be cool. Well, I've been to Kiev and Moscow, Minsk. I've been a lot of places in Europe. Uh, been to Barcelona. Oh yeah, is that nice, <laughs> Barcelona? Uh, I did. Uh, I did the ADCC in two thousand and nine. I was in Barcelona. Yeah, it was cool. I, I can't time. believe you did. It's so weird to me. You did AC- ADCC. I did ACC like nine months after I started training jujitsu. I submitted the first guy. I submitted a black belt first round in nine months of jujitsu. That's pretty good. Yeah, you should. I, I wish you had just done jujitsu throughout, like really dedicated yourself fun. to it. You would have been really good. Yeah. And then maybe you'd can't, be going to ABCC twenty twenty. No, you can't. Um, you should just quit everything and just do it, and then get ready for <laughs> ADCC twenty twenty two. If I was going to quit everything and do something, it would be disc golf. Mm. <laughs> My body is just not going to stay withstand hard jujitsu training anymore. So, uh, um, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna quit everything, if you make me quit everything and do something, it's gonna be disc golf. I'm gonna get an RV. I'm gonna start training disc golf. I'm gonna travel around America doing disc golf. All right, don't quit then, dude. Just do what okay. you want. Uh, from at some point today, is Chimizo even going to Worlds? Not to body shame, but he doesn't look like he is on IG. What? Oh, oh, we're on IG. I looked now. on his Can, IG. I did a picture of it. I mean, he's a um. He's, he's a not guy. super lean at seventy four, anyways. Exactly. He's he's always yeah. got a little little puff to him. But um, well, not to defend myself, uh, but uh, but here's how I think about it. Um, at okay, my lean weight. If I was really lean, like I had to be really lean to make seventy four kilograms. Okay, so in fighting, I never ever would have made never would have made one sixty five. Impossible. I I couldn't see myself getting lower than one sixty three. So at one seventy one, right? Because you get a pound allowance. I could be a little heavier. I didn't have to be super lean, you know? And mm-hmm. so Chimizo obviously has stated many times he's an Olympic weight wrestler. He does not want to wrestle 70. So I'm sure if Chimizo got super lean, he could make 70, but he doesn't want to wrestle that weight class. He knows he can't make 65. Those days are long gone. 
So at, at 74, he's going to be a little puffier, but that's where he's going to wrestle. So whatever. Yeah. I, I always think he looks like a fine size. Yeah. He's not the most, he's not, he doesn't look like Jordan out there, like super yeah, he's shredded, not super lean, but he's very, very strong. I've never seen yeah. him show up like out of shape and gas. So now that's not, that's not to say that he's wrestling at worlds, but I just wouldn't take Instagram physique as, um, <laughs> but he's never know. lean. Well, he 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 can he can look leaner than than. Okay, uh, well, I haven't seen his Instagram. I, I, I my phone's not on me right now, so I don't know how. To, can you do Instagram on a desktop? You I'm you can, in fact. Frank Chimizo. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Look right here. Oh, we're on DMX. Okay, we got it. Yeah. I he looks skinny he looks there. Fine. There, give me a picture with his shirt off so we can judge. He does. We had the other one there. There he's shirtless. Okay, he's looking a little puffy there. He's a little puff, puffy. daddy. That's okay. Let's go another one. Let's go another one. See how Puffy's looking. Oh, oh now, now we're going to log in. Okay. We're working on it. Yeah, I think he looks all right. I think he is going to Worlds, though. Yeah, maybe not. He's He wasn't in the entries list, and he hasn't, like, posted about going to Worlds or anything. Yeah, and he he's so. uh, he's good at um, keeping his fans uh, up to speed. It doesn't look like there's any other pictures with his shirt off besides the one that uh, you guys showed. There's his, uh, his current inst- most recent Instagram story is him uh, holding a giant cigar. Story. Oh, so stories. Got that's it. probably not uh, indicating uh, a guy ready to wrestle at the world championships. I don't yeah, think those Russians smoke- used to smoke cigarettes out back and come bring the heat. Yeah. Literal heat. Okay, next question. Um, from Actual Cannibal, is Imar getting the training he needs in Oregon to remain competitive on the senior level? Does he need to go to one of the big-name RTCs? Would Stanford RTC be a good or plausible solution? I, When I think about this, I, I think he can be as good as he wants to be at Oregon State, in my opinion. Um, thinking about at, at Illinois, who's like the super duper training partner that he had there. Like there, there wasn't some other world level guy. There were good college wrestlers around him and good coaches. And I think, I think he has enough of that to be really good. So I don't think that'll be what, what holds him back. I think Chris Pendleton has showed he can really develop guys. And, um, so I, I don't think it's that. I think it's something else. Yeah, it's going to be a de- desire. I mean, at some point, I, and I can tell you guys, this: I wanted to coach, right? I wanted to go do something else. I didn't I didn't want to be a competitive wrestler anymore. Um, and there's obviously factors in that, but maybe that's where he is in his life. You know, no one, not everyone wants to wrestle forever. We saw a guy like Mark Perry, for example, who didn't want to competitively wrestle at all anymore. He just went and coached, and there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I I, I don't know if Imar's getting to that point or not, but um... – it wouldn't surprise me. Um, he seems really into coaching. Yes. From PD3 Dumpster Fire, do Americans <laughs> overtrain and or overcompete? Many agree this was the best summer ever. Many wrestlers were forced to take time off and train less due to the pandemic. Almost everybody wrestled fewer matches in a normal season, especially NCAA athletes. Correlation? And I'm curious uh, for your answer on this. I, I actually think no. I, I've been... Um... On the senior level, I've been one that said we wrestled too few matches. And, and obviously, geographically, it's hard because 
all those guys in Europe, they have all those competitive matches because there's a lot of wrestlers in a lot of countries. And for us to go compete with those guys, we have to travel, you know, eight hours by plane or whatever. So I actually think internationally, we need, we need to get some more matches rather than fewer. Um, training situation-wise, maybe guys took a month or two off, but I think a lot of the best guys, um, you know, once April and May, May hit and they realized that maybe the whole world wasn't going to die last year in 2020 – that they were they i'm pretty sure they were all back training with each other you know maybe in very private settings because of the public perception of their training so no i think we trained fine i think i think the training has changed a lot in the last 10 to 15 years Mm -hmm. in a very positive fashion and our, our best guys are competing with the best guys in the world so i think i think we're in a good place yeah i i really don't think it's that i don't think we were the benefits of of you know outside factors modifying our training i think we're just training better as a as a nation right yes. now and yes looking at our guys the, the dakes taylor snyder gilman's um you know that's yes they, they train right and that's that's a big part of it and i think the guys that are on on the team now i think we have 10 guys that I, I don't know i think the days of just grinding yourself to the bone and then thinking you're gonna yes. win matches where guys are that's more and more becoming going the Think way of the, the dodo. Yeah, it's it's just the not dodo. A, the what dodo. a reference! <laughs> They're extinct. So I I don't think it's that. I I do think this happens sometimes with certain wrestlers where they'll get they'll have an injury at like the perfect time and have a month off, and then they just come back towards the end of the season. You'll see it in college sometimes, and yeah, then boom, right. uh, and you'll see that. And I do I think well. I don't know if it's overtraining or, or what you would yeah. call it, the, but the collegiate season That's what changes. I was saying. College guys are more likely to overtrain than senior level guys are. Yes, overtrain, overcompete, over something, or just, you know. It's just that you, there's that youthful um, youthful exuberance and, and maybe, um, maybe almost, I don't know, stupidity is the right word, but where the, some of the young guys just love to freaking grind and grind and grind. And by now we're talking about the senior level guys. By the time they've got that age, like, I think Gilman probably was that guy five years ago, and now he's different. I think Kyle Snyder probably was, and now he's changed his thought process, right? So I think some of these younger guys um, in college, they're more likely to do that. And by the time they get to the senior level, they've matured, and they realize probably what's best for their body. And then also, if, if they're that good, they're thinking about thinking about longevity also, right? Not only how do I do great this year, but how do I make my career? You know, Kyle Snyder says that he wants to go to 2028. So what's the best for my career to go all the way to 2028? What do I got to do? That type of thing. Right. Um, completely agree. Um, next question. What is the best WNO match ever? It's a good I question. I think it's obvious. I don't uh, – I know what you're going to say. It's Suriano Fix. It's a legendary thing. We'll never have anything like it again. It's the number one. Don't even argue. Don't okay. Don't even – no. Shut your mouth. <laughs> okay. I guess I won't. It would have been better if it ended. Don't uh, even think about it, JD. Regulation. Well, if it was just a regular, if that was just a regular match with a regular overtime, it would not obviously would not be the greatest of all time. We really wouldn't remember it. But because of what was happening at that time, it was epic. Thirty was thirty-four minutes, thirty-two minutes, something Something to that effect. It was so awesome. Um. Yeah. Okay. So with that, let's take that one out. What's the next best? What, JD? 
was just saying, a reminder, we have the new college overtime rules for yes. the boys at who's number one. Ooh, You'll nice. see the NCAA debut of the new rules on who's number one. Um, I, I thought Fletcher Red was really, really good. Mm, I thought it was an one. awesome match with some amazing scrambles. Um, the Heinzelman-McHenry moment of that late uh, takedown for Kurt was really, really good. Um, you know what so, moment I thought was a, maybe not the best match, but just an electric moment was uh, when Sasso pinned uh, in front of in front of the home crowd. You know that was pretty electric. Was that Artelona he pinned? Artelona, he pinned Artelona. Yeah, in front, that home, was, yeah, in front of the home crowd. That was awesome. That was bananas. Um, I'll always remember when Kennedy beat Facundo because Carver was going insane for their guy mm-hmm. when Kennedy won. That was a great match. Um, quite a few. Quite a few good ones. Um, you guys should do uh, maybe next year or start doing like a top 10 ever who's number ones at some point. That'd be really cool to look back at all of those. Yes. Uh, I can we have agree. on the website, I do believe, this year. Oh, there you, you have go. done that? There we go. I'll, I'll look it up. Top 10 who's number one. I don't know if we ranked them, but I think there's just like a collection with a handful of the best. We got to rank them. Top 10 pound for pound showdown. Yeah, I think right. Block party. Top 10 who's number one matches. This is from 2019, this article. We count down the top 10 matches in who's number one history. So the question from Jason Bame, who ended up having the most success post having been at who's number one? I think this one's pretty obvious so far. Who? who? Gable Dan. Oh, yeah, Gable Dan. Gable Dan Stevenson. By the way, you can get this shirt. I ordered it quite a few weeks ago from Barstool. The Gable Stevenson shirt. Uh, he dropped should... a link in the chat for everybody. He dropped the Facebook. JD's chat. dropping links. That's um, pretty crazy. That he got two takedowns in eleven seconds. He did. He that really happened. Uh, it really happened. It was insane. Um, go Gable. Support Gable. I'm happy to. Uh, even though I had to wait for the shirt, it's worth worth the wait. Uh, okay. Let me see if um, there's any other questions before we before we get the heck out of here and have a nice Who's weekend. Who's number one this weekend? Who's number AWA one? duels, baby. Let's go. How how many how many teams are you guys sending? You got like we, nine uh, nine clubs. We have five teams this weekend. Sixteen total teams in the event. Oh someone dropped out this week. We were going to have four, and someone dropped out this week. So we had we we put a fifth team together. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. Let's do one more question. We've lost a generational talent in Gable. We have a generational talent in Spencer Lee on the bench with no ACLs. These are guys who were supposed to take over the next generation of USA Wrestling. Do you see anyone coming to keep this current momentum going? Our guys are aging. Hmm. I, I think, think we got – hold on. Our yeah. guys are aging, Christian, but I think we have a, another cycle out of this specific team. And that's not saying none of them are going to get beat. But if we look at uh, – because Kyle Dake, Jordan Burroughs, David Taylor, Jaden Cox, Kyle Snyder, Gwizdowski, um, those six. And really, let's go James Green, too, because they, they've been longstanding members of the team. You know, they've made All of them have made probably what's the least. Four teams is the least they've made. I think they're all going until 2024. Um, Jordan would obviously be the oldest of that group, but I think they're all going to continue to have success till 2024. Maybe, you know, someone comes up and, and beats one of them, but they're all going to be really competitive at the world level. Th- thinking about aging, something we all do. Yes. Who the, of, of the elite USA wrestlers we've had over the last 10, 15 years, have you seen 
this guy was really, really good, and then he falls off because of likely age. Like, how much has that actually happened? Were the- well, the issue in my era was very few people competed that long because no one was making any money. We we're all broke as shits, and we didn't want to do it for that long. Yeah. <laughs> real, that's real talk. So we didn't, we barely saw anyone age. So David's thirty. Um, so he'll be thirty-three at the next Olympics. That's getting. Uh, I mean, I feel like he's gonna be really competitive there. Gwizdowski's not that old, is he? Not super old. I mean, he heavyweight. Is, heavyweight's a good. He's twenty-eight. The old in, I think. Yep, exactly. Jaden Cox is only twenty-five. Kyle Snyder is twenty-six. Uh, I mean, yeah, these guys—they're gonna be fine for another quad. Yeah, I agree. And and if you say, hey, where's the next crop? Um, well, Spencer, obviously Spencer Dayton are the same crop essentially. Well, and Vito and there Vito's in there too. I mean, Vito's getting a lot better. He just made the trials finals. Yanni's obviously younger. He's in he's the next type of guy. Jesse Mendez and, for sure. Mendes, but now we're going to see like a Keegan O'Toole is going to be mm-hmm. maybe the one that's cause now, you know, if, if we're looking at it like this is a lot of the guys that we're talking about right now, we're making the teams at 23, 24, 25. When Keegan wrestles in the Olympic trials in, in 2024, he will be 23 years old. I mean, that is the time when you still want to start having success. Kyle Dick will be 30-ish somewhere. And so, you know, that's the kind of crop we're looking at right now. Yes. Um, yeah, Rocky I think. Elam, Ferrari, Braxton, those guys. Braxton, Braxton, for sure. Yeah. Um, Kirk Fleet, Mason are a, a younger crop, yeah. and there's there's heavyweights behind them, but they're, they're a little mm-hmm. further behind. Um, so I, I, I am, um, I'm curious, is this just going to be a, man, we, we were just lucky to watch Dake, Snyder, Burroughs, Jaden, um, David Taylor all wrestle at the same time and we'll never have something like that again, or at least for a couple of generations, or are we just going to continuously like, I think we can, I think we can keep pumping them out as, as a country. All right, well let's let's do it. I mean, the next generation. I mean, look at Carlos Starachi, what he just did. Look at what I mean. Yeah. We think Aaron Brooks, Sahid Valencia, um, even someone like Trent Hidley, uh, yeah, v- pretty young and having real, real success. So yeah. I think we're going to be I, good. I, I think with our with our ability now. I mean, one of the things we might see happen, and I, you know, I talked about with with Keegan is. Um, and listen, I, ho- I hope he beats Kyle Dake or whomever he needs to beat at 74. But one of the things we might see with other guys sticking around longer is it takes them a while to get on the team, right? Because there's so many good guys in front of them. So maybe, you know, and like this, this happened to David Taylor. David Taylor didn't get on the team till and Kyle 2026 20, or so, right? Mm-hmm. And and now he's having, so maybe we see that where some of these guys, they're not getting on the team till 26. So they're precluded from having the longevity that a Jordan Burroughs or, or uh, Jane Cox had, because they were both on the team at like 21 or 22, but they're still going to have that then three to five years of really good wrestling. And then the, you know, then the next guy will come in. Awesome. Well, fun topic to end on. We're going to get the heck out of here. JD have a ball. At who's number one. We'll be tuning into the press conference and the action tomorrow and Saturday. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back Tuesday talking who's number one and all kinds of news i'm sure sir thanks again for tuning in check out the awa duels ben has five teams it's a lot that increases your probability of winning i think we'll we talk about a a championship trophy (laughs) stack the deck ben do what you got to do thank you guys so much for tuning in 
Have a great weekend. See you Tuesday. Goodbye.